0: Hey guys, just a quick note. As some or all of you know, I am Ukrainian-American. I was born and raised in Ukraine. And so in my business sense and my hard attempt to support freedom and to stand with Ukraine, my company, U2Shine, has launched a line of products where 100% of the profit goes to buy much needed supplies for Ukrainian people and then ship them without overhead, without any cost, all run by volunteers who are close clients and friends on um, both here in US to acquire supplies and then in Ukraine. With that, if you would like to participate in this effort, please go to store.com. U2Shine.com and that is S T O R E dot Y U2SHINE dot com. With every product that you buy, the profit from that product goes 100% to support Ukraine. Please wear the gear with pride and share the word. Thank you so much and much love to you as you stand for freedom, as you stand for peace, and as you stand with Ukraine. In the world of many internal and external voices, the voice you listen to is the voice that dictates your life. Would you like to discover a clear path to a life of freedom and fulfillment? Then welcome to All About The Voice Podcast, where we focus on awareness, alignment, and action in order to live a life of abundance. I am your host, Victoria Reader. Kelly Birmingham, got tired of pretending and of trying to fit into the societal mold of expectations. She chose to listen to and to follow her inner knowing of what it truly meant to be a woman and a mother. Here is Kelly, a voice for living as your authentic self. All right, and here with me today is a beautiful soul, a mother, and a nourishing mentor and coach for those of you that are stressed out moms, Kelly Birmingham. Kelly, welcome to All About The Voice. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Now, Kelly, tell me a little bit about your journey. How have you come upon this, I think, fabulous idea to help stressed out moms everywhere? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, you know, we all have this inner sort of calling. People will ask us from a young age, what do you want to be? And one of the things that I've always said is I just want to be a mom. I feel like I was always called to be a mom. I do have one wonderful son. He's 30 years old. But I think that Once we start on that journey and we get going in life, you know, we end up going to work and then work can consume us or societal pressures. And I started a direct sales business, you know, over 11 years ago, and I never thought that that would be something that would help me grow. But it really did get me to start thinking about what do I want to do? Like, what sort of purpose do I have? Right. We always ask, what's our purpose? And besides being a mom and raising a good human, I was struggling, struggling to figure out what my purpose was, how I could help people and reach people. And it was something that was just always tugging at my heart. And about two and a half years ago, we lost my niece and she was just such a beautiful soul. And she's not the only person in my life that I have lost that didn't think they were good enough or like needed to be here. And it was just at that point in my life where it dawned on me that life is short. We never know how many more days we get. And I was wasting my life working and trying to keeping up with the Joneses, having a nice house, a nice car, always having new clothes. And I just stopped and I thought, what is really the meaning of life? Like, What do I want to do? And I wanted to spend it with the people who mattered most to me because we don't know how many more days we get with them. And so I thought, if I'm feeling this way, how many other women are struggling and feeling that same way? And as I started talking to more women, and listening, right? That was the key, listening to my own inner self about what was going to fill my cup and what I needed. But then I started listening to other women and how they were feeling burnt out and stressed. And really what it comes down to is we're caught in this cycle of living up to societal norms, like especially with social media, comparing ourselves to other women and people that we see and, you know, trying to be a Pinterest mom and have everything perfect. And I decided to create a community where women could get the support and mentorship that they needed to understand that they are a unique and beautiful soul and have every right to live a life that brings them joy and means something to them.
0: It's beautiful. I'm I'm sorry about your loss, about your niece. That's very tragic. And my heart goes out to you and to your family over that loss. And I often, you know, during these interviews, what comes up is very often the loss of life happens to redefine life for all of those around that loss of life. And in its own tragic beauty. You know, it does that for us as kind of a wake up call to be alive, to be fully living. And so you've talked a little bit about that inner calling. And of course, for me, the whole podcast is about that inner calling. And what do you think that is? What is that inner calling within us and what have you done to tune in more to it kind of what's been your relationship with that inner voice when did you hear it when did you ignore it when did you, did you choose to listen to it kind of take us on that journey
1: yeah well I think when we're young, we listen to that inner voice a lot, right? It tells us to do something that makes us happy and we do it. We try new things. We're not afraid of criticism. And somewhere along the line, somebody will squash that. Somebody will tell us that we need to be quiet or we need to look this way or act this way. And I think in my own personal life, you know, that happened late in elementary school, like the later years of elementary school, And so I got into, you know, we just kind of go with the flow and try to fit in and not stand out and not cause any issues. I feel like I've always had, like I said, I have always known I was meant to be a mom. And when I think of what that means, it really means to help nurture and teach people in a kind way. So when I look back on my life, that was something I was always doing, being kind to others, trying to help them. But I don't think that I really started listening to that voice again until probably my late 20s. I've talked to other women and I don't know if there's a certain point in our life where we just kind of get tired of pretending.
0: Mm. And
1: so I started to listen to that voice a little bit more about just be yourself. It's okay. Some people are gonna like you and some people aren't and that's okay. But I don't think that I really... Started listening to that inner voice again until, you know, my son was grown. He was out of college, living on his own. And I just got tired. I got tired of trying to
0: pretend. Listen to me about that, because I think there's such yeah. gold in it, Kelly, what you're saying, because you've said a couple of times, you know, tired of pretending. And I think that will be a beautiful trigger whenever we're triggered by something. You know, it's there's room for healing. So define that. What do you mean by pretending? What kind of because you're a very authentic and genuine person. So I just want to make sure, you know, that I don't see like pret. Pretending in a way of misleading anyone or anything, but it's kind of pretending for yourself to try to fit the mold that was not of your own setting. That's kind of the way I see you going through that. So, talk to me about pretending. How does it look in one's life? If there's somebody who is in going through those motions right now, how would you help them move out of those motions?
1: Yeah, great question. So, I think when I use that word, here's what comes to mind for me. I mean, at a young age, we start to develop these characteristics that people then define us by. And at a certain point in our life, it's almost like we're stuck inside of a box. Like Mm -hmm. for me, I was dependable. I was smart. I was friendly. And so if I did anything that was outside of that characteristic, if I was fed up and responded in a harsh way you know, it kind of took people off guard. If I forgot something, it was almost like what's wrong with you, you never forget, you're very dependable. And I think we can let others define who they think we are. So we try to live within those parameters. And I think, why can we not continue to grow as a person? And so as we experience different things in life, it can cause us to redefine our core values, redefine maybe some boundaries or how we want to show up. So I think when I say pretend, that's kind of what I'm talking about is that we do have, you know, natural tendencies on how we're going to act. But I do think as human beings, we continue to grow and expand
0: and we may not always be able to stay within that box of who people think we are. I love that. You know, this kind of triggers a thought in me that during any election, it doesn't matter to me which side of the aisle, you know, you find yourself, listeners find yourself. I find it interesting that people dig up these statements and saying, well, this person said this, and now they're saying this. So they're flip-flopping or they're lying. And often they sit there and think, oh, maybe they're growing. (laughs) I mean, you know, wouldn't you want to sound different At 30, then at 17 and at 60, then at 30, because if you're still the same person and you haven't grown at all. Now, that to me is tragic, you know, so I think we're constantly redefining ourselves because hopefully we're gaining more wisdom. You know, hopefully we're gaining more knowledge. Hopefully we're gaining and you talked a little bit about education. I was looking in my notes, I just jotted down a couple of days ago, this quote that's been on my heart. And it says, it's Aristotle, actually. He said, educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. And I think since all of our school systems are so focused on educating the mind that we lose that education, you know, there's this old German phrase that educating is not so much of filling a bucket as lighting a fire, you know, the true education just lights a fire, and it becomes unquenchable. And it's beautiful for me to kind of listen to you about this, stop pretending, meaning you're free to overcome the boundaries that maybe somebody else placed you in, or you placed yourself through performance. So how do I do that? I get the concept. And so how do I do that? Yeah. Well, I think every
1: single person is going to find a different path. For me, I got to a place where I just needed quiet. I needed to be able to be still, to listen. And so for me, that sounds funny. I was the gabber. If you ask my family, I was the young kid who talked a mile a minute and never shut up. (laughs) And so to get to a point in my life where I was listening more to myself, listening more to others, I did start the practice of meditating, which at first is, I wasn't sure I could do it because we think we have to just totally quiet our mind. But for me, that practice of learning how to notice thoughts, observe them, and then let them go. So for me, meditation has been huge. I have a little dog and I like to take him for walks. And so that is a time for me when really My thoughts start to roll and that's when I find that my heart really opens and I listen. And a lot of times, you know, we want to jot that stuff down. I don't always take my phone or anything with me to jot down those thoughts because I feel if they're that important, they'll come up again. So for me, just finding that quiet space, whether it's through meditation or walking outside has been really useful in allowing me to listen I think when I say listen, it's like listening to our thoughts, but, you know, listening to our heart too. like what makes us want to break down into tears, what makes us like really joyful and happy. And then another thing that has helped me is then finding books that I can read or podcast I can listen to that deal with those ideas that come up, because it's really easy to feel like we're alone in how we're feeling. And I think when we can find either somebody who's, you know, had the courage to put it in a book, or like listening to podcasts, which I was excited to land on your podcast. Because I think that then we feel we aren't alone, we find other people who have walked through what we're going through, they can share their story, share what worked for them. And I'm a real big one that when recurring messages come up, So whether it's a particular quote that I might see three times within a week or an idea that comes up three times within a certain amount, I stop and pay attention.
0: Mm, what a great, yeah. great point. What a fantastic point. You Another know, universal laws, and that happens to be the law of serendipity. And that that is very often how, you know, God speaks to us, the universe speaks to us is through the serendipitous reminders. I think that's just gold again. It's beautiful. So tell me some of those. If they come to mind, obviously, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if they come to mind, what are some of the examples? I want to give practical examples to my all about the voice family. How does that look like when I, you know, maybe when something comes to your mind, you know, for me, it can be I can watch something on TV, I'm reading something in the book. And uh, the funniest thing was when I was doing my app, one of the apps I was doing, and it has a free set to it. And I was thinking, there are blessings, blessings should be free. So how, you know, what am I going to be naming it and just all those thoughts. And I pulled into my office and the next door to me was was an office for sale. And it was by, and I swear it was by the agent whose name was Rich Blessings. I was laughing so hard. I called the girls that were writing the app. I said, look, why are we coming up with some other name? You know, it's Blessings. So that's what it is. The app is A Happy Me, but it's Blessings. That set is free because it's right there. So what are some of those examples in your life, especially guiding you in this direction of creating this wonderful community for mothers? Trying to think. Like when you say, like maybe something I read or something I watched or... Anything that serendipitously guided you to this idea, because I can see your why and I can see the wake up call, you know, with the loss of your knees, I can clearly see the need. And so what were some of the other, I guess, guidances or maybe what you've heard, just what I'm trying to accomplish is that very often People miss the awareness. They overlook the obvious because it's so obvious. And because it's obvious, it gets overlooked. And I think when we talk about it, it brings it into people's awareness and they can say, could it be that easy? Because what I found is that profound is easy and simple. Profound is simple. If it's complex, it ain't profound. It's been sold, you know. So, so just kind of take me on that journey of step by step things unfolding for you. So, gosh,
1: I mean, loss, right? Loss can be a big one. It makes us wake up, and we did experience quite a few different within a two years period of time. I think it was a two years period of time. Like I just started to get this wake up call because. We lost our nephew. We had a house fire. So we had to rebuild our house when we lost our vehicles. We lost our dog. We lost my father-in-law. My son was the victim of a hit and run. He was on foot and the car hit him and he's okay, thankfully. But, you know, just like, and then my niece. So it's these accumulation of losses that kind of make you stop and one, realize life is precious. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so what are we doing with it? The other thing for me that really was a wake-up call is, and I started to, I can remember it was July 4th, 2016, I woke up and had hives on my Mm. entire trunk of my body, from my neck, you know, my whole torso. I've never experienced hives before. And so of course then we start going through this process is it something I'm eating at the time we were living in a rental house because we were rebuilding our house from the fire was it environmental was it so we start down this path and for probably a good year those hives just kept spreading they'd leave my trunk and move to my extremities they'd leave my extremities and move to my face and I couldn't figure it out and had allergy testing food allergies you know, we always think it has to be something really complex, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said. And I spent years trying to figure this out. And my direct sales business is skincare. And here I was with this face that was red and irritated and blotchy. And I kept trying to figure out what is going on with me. And I don't even remember what led me to this point, but it was stress. And when I finally figured out that I'm stressing about what I'm eating, stressing about exercising, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stress. And when I finally made that decision that life was passing me by and I wanted to spend more time with people that mattered to me instead of at work, when I finally made that decision to jump, to leave my job, live a simpler lifestyle, my face instantly cleared up. Oh, that's powerful. It instantly cleared up. And so I was like, this is it. This is the right direction. And if it's working for me, if decluttering my house and simplifying my life and finding more joy is something that can have a physical effect on me, on my health, on my appearance, how many other people are struggling with that? So just In my conversations with my friend, my acquaintances, my friends, the other moms, I started to pick up on what they were saying and, you know, what they were experiencing, always feeling tired, not having any energy, physical stress appearances like I was having, whether it was physical body pain or outward stress, losing their hair. And I just thought there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way. And that is when I just decided that I think at this specific time in my life, I started at the time I left my job, I was 50 turning 51. And I started listening to another podcast that was about midlife women. And I think that is a time in our lives where we wonder what our purpose is. We're done raising our kids. We've maybe had a career, maybe not. But I started to realize That I don't want other young moms to wait until they're 50 to figure it out. And I would love to encourage other women who feel like they don't have a purpose anymore to listen to themselves and find what brings
0: them joy. That's just lovely. That's just lovely. (laughs) Okay. And so I know you're preparing to launch this wonderful program. I have it as Stressed Out Mom's Guide to Creative Joy. Tell us a little bit about that program. Although just from what you've said, clearly it's an awakening to a life, to a life with minimized stress, maybe converting stress to something positive, rather something that makes us lose our mind, our health. And so tell me about that program a little bit.
1: Yeah. So the program that I'm developing for stressed moms is to help them determine what's most important in their life so that they can, you know, live a life that is meaningful. I think a lot of times what I'm finding is that we're saying yes to too many things. We're afraid that if we say no, somebody's not going to like us, somebody's going to be upset with us. And so we're constantly saying yes So we're putting too much on our plates. And so really helping women figure out at this point in their life, what is most important, how to evaluate whether saying yes or saying no is the right decision for this point in their life, how they can create healthy boundaries so that they show up for themselves and their family as the person they really wanna be and how to put some simple systems in place, simple systems about self-care, About maintaining your home meals. That's a big one I find for a lot of women that dreaded question, what's for dinner? So, because I've walked this path, because it took me, you know, all these years to figure things out, I want to share my knowledge and be a mentor and walk along these other people to help them simplify their life so that they have that time for themselves and their family.
0: You know, years ago, when I was just getting into real estate, I had an amazing coach who I've kept as my coach, become my friend and inspiration to me. Her name is Gail Pillian with Bethany Company. And I remember talking to her and having this conversation at a time I was homeschooling my kids. I wanted to show them the world and it cost money. So I figured the fastest way to make money was to go into real estate. So I was creating a model where I could be homeschooling the kids while selling real estate, while not working on Sunday. I was very specific. And so she was asking me, you know, what do you think you struggle with the most? Like you're clear on what you want, but what do you struggle with the most? And I said, well, I, I am not good at saying no no you know i say yes she said actually you're excellent at saying no because every time you say yes to these things you're saying no to yourself you're saying no to your higher purpose you're saying no to the time with your kids so she said you're great at saying no you've just been saying no to the wrong things so this kind of hits home with me why do we do that why do we say yes to so many things what have you found to be a pattern I think that we
1: say yes to so many things because we have this need to feel valued and to like to be part of something. We don't want to let others down. We want people to like us, to approve of us, to accept us. And so I think that a lot of times, and I found this early on, like when my son was in elementary school, we find moms who are constantly saying yes to helping with every fundraiser, to taking on every little side job that needs help at the school. And what I saw was parents or moms who were so busy at school that their student was the one who was having issues, like struggling with relationships at school, like getting into fights all the time or not getting good grades. So that was like the earliest sign to me is that this need to feel helpful. And I think as moms, we tend to do that. We want to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. When in reality, we can jam pack our day so full of things to do that we're not fully being present. And My whole philosophy is my son never asked to be born. You know, my husband and I chose to bring him into this world. And so I felt it was my job to make sure he had the best life possible. So we really tried to make sure that he had time to relax and just be a kid. You know, we would jump on the trampoline. We would go for bike rides. We just really enjoyed our time with him. And we were very good, I feel, about saying no to things that would encroach on our family time. But I've watched over the years, and I spent 22 years supporting teachers in education. I wasn't a teacher, but I worked in education. And what I watched over the past 22 years is we're filling our kids' days so Mm -hmm. full of everything and if we're filling our kids' days, you know we're filling ourselves our own calendar because we drive them around. So from sun up to sundown, we're constantly running, we're hurrying to get ready and to have breakfast and then get off to the first activity and to school and to work. and then we're you know putting our kids in select sports or getting them coaches and teachers for everything. and then it's time to lay our head back down on the pillow we're we've become a society that we're not allowing. Anyone, we're not allowing ourselves or our kids to have any downtime, and so I think saying no comes from not wanting to let other people down, and so we're letting everybody down, right? <laughs> right, you <laughs> even said society. it when we're <laughs> saying yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And I w- was listening, it's called the Mean Moms podcast, and I thought that was funny because sometimes as moms, we can feel like we have to be mean, right? We have to say no. We'll say no to our kids a lot. No, you can't have that. No, you can't do that. No. And she really framed it well is when you're saying yes, what is it going to cost you? Mm -hmm. What is it going to cost you in your time? What is it going to cost you in money? Because if you're signing up for something or putting your kid in a select sport, it's costing you time. And this was one thing I didn't even think about. She said, what is it costing you in influence? Mm. Like if you say yes to putting your kid in a select sport, or if you say yes to, you know, participating in something yourself, you're allowing that time to be consumed by somebody else having influence over you. And so I thought that was a really good way to look at it too, is, you know, it's not just our time, it's our sanity, it's Mm -hmm. our
0: money, could be our peace. Love it. Now, I always finish the podcast with these three questions. And so I know you've listened to a couple episodes and so you know what's coming, but you know, Mm -hmm. they're always, what I also find is that it's very rarely, and I've had a lot of guests tell me afterwards, you know, I've had prepared something and something else came through and it's that your whole talk about being authentically self, right? And allowing for that to happen. So the first question I have is that, you know, where at your point Do you think you need your advice the most right now? And once you tell us what that point is going back, what would that advice be? Where is that Kelly that needs you most? How old is she? Where is she? And what do you need to tell her? Great question. So
1: this comes up a lot. She's in sixth grade (laughs) and there's a new girl in school And everybody thinks the new girl is cool because I lived in a small town and she must have come from somewhere more exciting because she was cooler than us. And everybody wanted to be like her. I made the mistake of making a statement without clarification. I made that statement. Why do we all want to be like her? What's so special about her? And I think the advice that sixth grade Kelly needed was add some clarification to that statement. Because Uh the clarification is every single one of us in this group is such a beautiful soul that has something to contribute. Why do we all want to be alike? It'd be a very boring world if we were all the same. So the advice is it's okay to speak your mind, but make sure you add some clarifying statement.
0: (laughs) Oh, clarify it through your heart. I love it. It's back to Aristotle. Speak your mind having clarified it through your heart. I absolutely love it. Okay. And how about Kelly from 20 years from now, your motherhood neighborhood (laughs) or motherhood mentorship has grown and you've touched hundreds and maybe thousands of women's lives in a way that you're seeking to. And if she were to be sitting right there by you right now, what would she tell you? Thank you for having the courage to
1: do something that was scary at the time, but something that really changed the trajectory, not just for those mothers, but for generations to come.
0: Hmm. That touched my heart. had chills as you said that that will be the true statement we'll be reviewing 20 years from now. So you're invited to the podcast for 20 years. You're on booking 20 years out. I'm booking review. Okay. (laughs) And finally, if there was one thought, maybe a quote, maybe a teaching, maybe something that's in your heart that if our All About The Voice family remembers you by this one thing, what would it that be?
1: I think it would be the quote that this world would be a very boring place if we were all exactly alike. So let your authentic, beautiful light shine.
0: Uh, thank you, Kelly. You sure are letting your light shine. And I appreciate being a part of it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so, so much. This has been such an honor. This was Kelly Birmingham. To tap into Kelly's peaceful and authentic wisdom, check out her stressed- out mom's guide to creating joy. All of her current offerings and programs are available via the episode notes. This is all about The Voice Podcast, and I want to hear your voice. What has been of the greatest value to you today? Share your insight and share this episode with others. All links are in the description. I also want to invite the voice of happiness into your life via our iHappy Daily and iHappy Me apps, our daily energy boosters. You can download these apps, including a free version of iHappy Me from the Apple App Store, or the Google Play App Store. For the voice of daily encouragement, grow with us with our free My Tree of Life Facebook group. If you want to join us in exploring how you can live your life with more freedom, head over to YouToShine.com. That is Y-U number two S-H-I-N-E dot com. I can't wait to get to know you and be a part of your journey of endless possibilities. Thank you again for listening to All About The Voice. I'm Victoria Rader, and I'll see you on the next episode.